You are listening to Bitcoin, Blockchain and the Technologies of Our Future with Naomi Brockwell. I have my miner, power supply, connect the hashing power to a pool. They say that mining is like having a money printer in your house. So let's see how much money I am making. 478 gigahertz per second, 366 watts, and I am losing $15 a month. Wait, what? Is mining at home profitable? It's a complicated question that depends on which coins you're mining, the hashing difficulty of the network, the equipment that you're using, and the price of electricity where you're mining. In this video, we'll show you how to get started if you want to explore the world of mining and whether your setup will in fact be profitable. Let's begin with why someone might actually want to mine kind of like scratched that nerdy part of my brain. I was super interested in it. Marshall Long is a mining veteran, and he says that a lot of people first started mining because it was cool to play around with this new technology. I've been mining since 2010. First started mining on a laptop and then quickly moved to graphics cards and then FPGAs for a short time and then ASICs. And uh, now I currently, uh, with a team of professional people operate uh, almost 500 megawatts worth of machines in Texas. What are the benefits of mining? Why would someone want to get involved with this? It's a good question. A lot of people say, well, why don't I just buy Bitcoin? For people who want to hodl, it's a great way to kind of dollar cost average at its finest. Also, it's a decentralized way to get into crypto. If you don't want a KYC and you don't want to go through all the governmental bullcrap, just mine it. And it is untraceable, mostly. Just plug in a machine and get your Bitcoin. And finally, it can be a good way to get regular passive income. That's not going to be the case forever, but right now is like a, the golden time for mining. But be aware, how much money you make or lose will depend on a lot of things. Let's dive into them. First of all, the type of equipment you use. Proof of work mining is where you have a bunch of computing power dedicated to solving a particular problem or algorithm. The way I like to describe mining is just really random number guessing. The Bitcoin network says, here's a group of numbers. We want you to guess the right number in this range. And when you do, you get Bitcoin from the network. That's kind of like a very oversimplified version of what Bitcoin mining is. To paint it in very broad strokes, all the computers mining Bitcoin are competing to be the first to brute force the correct number. If they guess it first, they get rewarded with Bitcoin. In order to have the best chance of guessing the number first and getting the reward, you want to have the most high-powered machine. So the equipment you choose is important. You've probably heard of terms like CPU, GPU, FPGA, and ASIC. These describe different kinds of processes you can use to solve these computationally difficult problems. CPU stands for Central Processing Unit. And in the early days, everyone mined Bitcoin using a CPU. CPUs are really good at doing like everything. They're jack of all trades. But they're not really good particularly at like sorting or like if you give a CPU a list and say, I want you to alphabetize this or, you know, sort it by largest whatever. It can do it. It's just not especially good for it. As more people started to mine Bitcoin, it became increasingly competitive and difficult. So people started to optimize their machines to make them more efficient by using the GPU or graphics processing unit. High powered gaming computers have these graphics cards and they're much better at mining Bitcoin than CPUs. GPUs are good at doing things like sorting 
or displaying images, which is really just like sorting pixels. This is a graphics card, okay? This is a GPU. And the way that this thing talks to the rest of your computer is through this data bus, these gold little fingers here. On the other side of this circuit board is the graphics, graphics processing unit. Mm -hmm. And that is what does the computation. However, around this thing on the actual circuit board, are the memory chips on the circuit board. The reason this is somewhat inefficient at doing certain calculations is because it has to derive information here and then send it out somewhere around here. I think there's memory chips to store that and then do something else and then retrieve that stored data and bring it back. So that's kind of fundamentally how uh, a graphics card or a CPU will like crunch numbers. So people started building custom machines specifically for the purpose of mining using something called an FPGA or Field Programmable Gate Array. FPGAs are basically customizable silicon. People will tailor this specific FPGA chip to do what they want in a specific way. It turned out that customizing hardware using FPGAs was nuanced and difficult, so they never really took off except in fringe cases. GPU mining is actually still far more common than FPGA mining and generally a lot more powerful. But by far the most popular mining machines these days are ASICs. ASICs standing for Application Specific Integrated Circuit is just like the next iteration of that. All Bitcoin ASICs do is guess numbers in the correct methodology very efficiently. Orders of magnitude better than graphics cards. The progression is just specializing, specializing, hyper-specializing. If you're looking to purchase mining equipment to run at home, the major pro of an ASIC is that it's the most powerful tool out there for mining most coins, because they're special purpose machines designed specifically for this task. But there are some drawbacks to consider. First, hosting at home means that you have to deal with the noise, you have to deal with the heat. Will Foxley is the multimedia director at Compass Mining. These machines operate into the like upper hundreds Fahrenheit, uh, at least the hashboards themselves. And that's why they have these fans. The fans are the things that are really, really loud because they're trying to push air in and out and over the hashboards to cool them down as quick as possible. Uh, and this heat, if it's trapped, it can not only ruin your ASIC by essentially baking it, but it's going to make the ambient temperature around wherever you are in your garage, a shed, your basement, it's going to make it really, really warm. So you have to come up with a way of like expelling the air, getting new air in. But you don't necessarily have to mine at home in order to dive into ASICs. Compass Mining, for example, is one of many services that allow you to rent space in one of their warehouses. Compass Mining is an Airbnb for Bitcoin mining. They take care of storing your machine and they send you the profits that you're mining. Another con of ASICs is the lifespan. Consider this machine here. It's an Antminer S3. It came out in 2014 and was one of the earliest ASICs that really kickstarted the ASIC momentum for Bitcoin mining. Since then, however, the difficulty of Bitcoin mining has risen so much that this machine is almost extinct in the wild. To stay competitive with ASICs, you need to keep upgrading your equipment. Also, these are specialized machines, so you can't repurpose them to mine a different coin. A Bitcoin miner will only be able to mine Bitcoin. An Ethereum miner will only be able to mine Ethereum. If you change your mind, you're stuck with a useless piece of machinery. If you're going to mine and you want to look for profits, 
Ether is the way to go. The Ethereum ASICs are extremely profitable. If Ether moves to proof of stake, well, you've bought yourself a brick. For professional miners, it's hard to deploy a lot of capital into something that's not stable, right? So Ethereum's got proof of stake coming. I can't go and deploy, you know, $100 million of mining gear if I think maybe in a year the developers will change their mind. As far as like people who want to go big, Bitcoin's really the only way you can make like a logical investment-based decision. Finally, ASICs are generally pretty expensive, but you can get secondhand ones easily on eBay. They might not be the latest model, but older models can still sometimes be profitable. We'll dive into how to determine whether you'll be profitable in a moment. Now, you don't have to have an ASIC or rent out space somewhere at all in order to mine. People who might already have just like a nice high-end computer with a graphics card in it. You can repurpose that gaming computer and use the GPU power with software like the NiceHash miner, which automatically switches to mine the most profitable currency. NiceHash will bounce around a bunch of different coins and they'll mine them and convert them to Bitcoin for you. And so you only get paid out in Bitcoin, but your computer will be mining all kinds of things and like a very opportunistic methodology. If you've got a computer with a graphics card in it and it's been built within the past like five, six years, run that. That's a great way to do it. You can also use your computer to directly mine certain coins that are considered ASIC resistant, like Monero. The next piece of the mining puzzle is energy cost. If you want to be profitable mining, you have to make sure that your miner doesn't cost more to run than the amount you're earning in mining rewards. You'll need to look at three things. Number one, the cost of electricity, measured in cents per kilowatt hour. A kilowatt hour is 1,000 watts over an hour. If you're getting over eight cents a kilowatt hour. Once a bear market hits, you're looking at not being able to mine profitably. Number two, the amount of electricity that the miner uses, measured in watts. And number three, the efficiency of the machine, or how many hashes per second, or guesses per second, that the machine can compute. A gigahash per second is one billion hashes per second. A terahash per second is one trillion hashes per second. There are lots of different mining calculators where you can plug these numbers in to figure out whether what you're doing will be profitable. I would suggest a website, what2mine.com. It will give you a breakdown of like the specific graphics card or the specific ASIC that you're gonna use. It'll ask you what coin are you gonna mine? And it'll, it'll ask you your power price at the place that you're mining it. And it'll give you a breakdown of like what it costs to run per day. To bring in the most profits, you want the most hashes per second and the lowest amount of energy usage. And you want to use it in a geographical location with cheap energy costs. Where are some of the best places to mine crypto? About 36% of all hash rate is in North America. Of that 60, 70% of it, something like that is in Texas. In my opinion, because you can t trade your power and arbitrage your own power, Texas is by far the best. Texas is a really interesting place for electricity because they have a functional free market for energy managed by ERCOT or the Electric Reliability Council of Texas. ERCOT allows you to uh, trade your power. That makes incentives very aligned for miners to help the grid. You know, we can soak excess load. Wyoming, there's a ton of not in use coal fired power plants. They have done a real good job of helping match miners to coal fired power plants and they'll retrofit them to scrub ammonia out of the air. El Salvador has just started using volcano power to mine Bitcoin, which is pretty hardcore. I'm really interested to see what happens in El Salvador. They've got really good 
uh, geothermal. But even if you are in an area that isn't so cheap, you can use solar to offset your power cost. Finally, we get to the mining difficulty. Essentially, the more people competing for mining rewards on the network, the more difficult it is to mine. Historically, there's been a huge number of machines in China mining cryptocurrencies. However, in May, the government banned any activity related to mining. They began to shut down major mining facilities across the country. Network difficulty dropped by 50% over the next few months as China came offline. Over the last six months or so, we've seen the golden era of mining Bitcoin, where a lot of people who were able to stay online were having huge profits just because they stuck around and were in a good setup. The price of Bitcoin's high. The difficulty of Bitcoin is low since the China ban, and it's not the network has not caught up to that. Right now, if you've got a machine and it's an S9 or an S7 from Bitmain or something around there, you're going to make money. In about a year, in my opinion, probably not going to be a great time to do that because all the Chinese homies will have caught up by then. All their stuff will probably start rolling online. The difficulty... And the difficulty meaning the range of which you have to guess your numbers, your secret number, basically, is going to grow. And that means that you're going to be much less competitive and you're probably going to be not profitable by then. If you're considering a large investment in an ASIC, you need to factor in the increase in hash rate and your decreased profits over time as more people come back online. Now that we understand the specifics, you can do a bunch of different things to kind of like help you become more profitable. The most obvious one is using a pool. You are competing in a giant arms race, basically, and you're just one small fry. If you're solo mining with one machine, it could take you a decade to guess the right number. However, if you pool your resources with other people, you're not gonna get a whole block worth of Bitcoin, but you'll get a percentage of what everybody put in together. What they do is they allow all this hash rate of all these miners to point at one block. They do take a fee for organizing all that hash rate between one and 2% of all block rewards. Most pools are very similar and you're going to experience about the same payouts. It's not a question of, are you going to get more mining profits or not? It's a question of, do you trust this pool to operate uh, on your behalf well? And are they going to steal funds from you? So look for a pool with a good reputation. There are more tricks to mining. You want to look for all the different ways that you can like eke out additional profits. A good way is like miningrigrentals.com. Mining rig rentals is a great site that allows you to rent your hash rate to other people. You usually want to juice your profits a little bit by setting your price per terahash or whatever to more than what you will get paid out from the pool. And if somebody really needs your hash rate, they'll pay a premium. We already mentioned using something like NiceHash to repurpose your gaming computer and auto-switch to the most profitable coins. And there are unconventional multi-purpose uses for your miners. I've seen some cool setups where people are using Bitcoin miners to heat their homes. That's something I've done before. It's October and you're cold. Just flick on a Bitcoin miner and put it in your living room and you'll be fine. I'm gonna be honest, it's one of the loudest space heaters I have ever had. But it's stacking me Bitcoin six months out of the year. Mining is an exciting world and there are many reasons people get involved. Whether it's because you're looking for a more privacy preserving way to get into crypto or you want to understand the tech and how security on decentralized networks like Bitcoin works. Or maybe you're just looking for profits or investments. Whichever reason leads you here, I think you'll have fun. Mining is a, it's a hell of a ride. Stack hash, slap ass, you know, just keep running it. It's all good.
I'm a Bitcoin Baron, I'm staring the 